The rain makes an appearance again in Istanbul. Botas takes victory on World Porridge Day. Ferrari has a tremendous weekend. And Max takes the championship lead again. This is going to the end, folks. Let's jump to start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Jump to Start Racing podcast. Here in a Mexican standoff here. <laughs> My name is Wellington, and I'm here with two friends. We're not close anymore. No. What <laughs> do we do? No. I don't know what we mean. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy. Hi. I was Be such in a good mood. Not anymore. <laughs> anyway, before we get into that, I just want to say, guys, if you... I've seen more than one video. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on our various podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and that's it. Forgot? Follow us at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. This is a dramatic pause. <laughs> Let's take it away. <laughs> Ruben, how was your weekend, my man? It was actually very good. Very good. Wow. Finally. Th that's it? No. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Cool story. Yeah, see? Jesus. Very, very good. <laughs> very, I had a good weekend, man. We went to a concert on uh was it Saturday? Saturday night, yeah. Yeah. We got we we got up and watched the race replay because the, the race here was at eight o'clock in the morning. Well, I woke up at the formation lab, yes. Well, I woke up an hour later, so I saw the replay. Uh, How about you, Wells? I woke up. I saw. I woke up just before the formation lap. How was oh, your weekend? Just enough time to brush my teeth and get down there. I didn't brush my teeth. The weekend was a blur. Oh, you guys saw that I, I went to this Mexican place in Queens. That the one with the two roaches with the with the crickets on the was, oh, it, crickets, it, was crickets, grasshoppers, it was crickets grasshoppers. It was crickets. I don't even remember what it the was. Full of okay, protein. So they were crunchy. Three and roaches. They taste. It was good. Put salt on them. It was like a, like a tequila testing. You know? Yeah, no, no, not a testing tasting, but it was it was like uh just like at the end they were like, oh here's the shot. I was like, oh great, thank you. I thought it was a Mexican grand. And it contributed contributed to my condition for that concert. But anyway, <laughs> let's jump right into it. The news, and really, there's not really much news going into the Grand Prix from last week, except for all the engine penalties that uh, resulted, um, I guess from there to here. So. Lewis Hamilton, uh, as we talked about last week, engine penalty, he just replaced his internal combustion engine or the team just replaced his internal combustion engine. No MGUH, no MGUK change. No, I, uh, the, 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 the controller, the electronic controls. Nothing. ECU. Only the ICE. Mm -hmm. That means it was only a 10-place grid, grid penalty. Right. Uh, Carlos Sainz also had a grid penalty. I think they swapped everything out. The same... Yeah, because they, they have a new hybrid system. Just to, what they did with Leclerc last race, yep. they did it with Carlos Sainz in this race. Yep. And then Daniel Ricciardo, he's, they swapped on him the ICE, the MGUH, and one other part. I think the turbo. The ECU, which is the electronic control unit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yancey. Yeah. Dissecting cars left and right. Go. Um, <laughs> so what does that mean? Um... Grid penalties for those three drivers, two Mercedes engines. Yeah, two more, two more Mercedes engines. Um, 
curious as to what you guys thought of Hamilton only getting a new internal combustion engine rather than the, the full Magilla. 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 Wow, it's a term here in the U.S. Never heard that. the full oh. Magilla. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it was just damage limitation. Really, they knew that it would be hard enough for him to, you know, come back all the way from twentieth place because it wasn't easy to overtake. Um, and obviously with the wet conditions predicted, it'll be harder because if you do have a dry line, which eventually appeared at the end of the race, as we saw, um, yeah, it's tough to go offline because you're going to be slipping and sliding, especially if you're on slick to immediate. So I think they, they knew that they needed to, instead of taking a 20 place grid penalty and go to the end of the grid, they give them, you know, they, they knew they were going to be quick here because they were quick here last year. He gets pole position. He only gets dropped back to 11th. You can still get a podium or even a top five at least. So I think it was just damage limitation, especially with a championship fight. When I saw it, I was weird. Like, only 10 places? That's when, that, that's when it's not yeah. like going into the details like what it was saying about what was it that really changed. So it's also a matter of how to, how to play it out that it's not going to hurt you as much. Yeah. Do you think maybe that he might take more engine penalties? I think so. What or makes you it, say that? Because he only they only replaced the ICU, ICE. No, what makes Ruben say I think so? Um, no, because of because I'm of sorry. the pattern that's coming from the with the other with the other Mercedes engine, you know, either the the customer teams and stuff like that. Both has already two two extra engines. He's mm -hmm. on his fifth, and they're saying that they cannot reuse the fourth engine. So now we had we had the, the team with Ricardo. We already have Williams. This is a matter of time. Why only, you know, why only pretty much just, you know, six-cylinder part of the engine? Because that's pretty much what they changed, the internal combustion engine. Yeah. So why only change that and not change the whole thing? Maybe the main problem is the ICE, not anything else. Yeah, because that's what, to me, when they announced that Boros was taking the last penalty, I think that it was something that they noticed or they heard something in his engine. And the only place you're really going to hear something is where you get the combustion. Right. right? So... Mm -hmm. To me, maybe there's an issue with just their combustion engine and not so much the other uh, the components. Or the MGUK. It would be a colossal mistake and issue if if then later on they have to replace those components. It would just be a disaster. It would be basically giving the championship away. Yeah. But he, again, do you think he takes other engine penalties? Then? I don't think so. You think? Okay. I hope so. I hope and there's not. six races left. I man, I don't know. Yeah, to take more engine penalties, especially when now he's not in the lead anymore. So it'd be tough, yeah. I mean, but it's just we I guess I know it was damage limitation, but but now you're running the risk of maybe another part going mm -hmm. on in the engine and maybe and where, where it do you comes take? out worse. <laughs> right. yeah. So now Because obviously one thing affects the other. Of course. So that that engine will do seven races if it makes it to the end. Max's will do eight. Mm-hmm. Boras will also do eight. Uh, I don't know. Perez would be doing ten, I think, because it was two races ago or three races ago for him. So I I anticipate that somebody else is going to have to take another penalty before the end of the season because now you're talking... For Mercedes example, or Red Bull? Red Bull in particular because now you're talking about Perez doing ten races with uh -huh. an engine. That's, that's half a season. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that being the news. Oh, wait. Carlos Sainz, he just took the engine penalty for his, upgr his upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. that, that was expected. 
Ricardo. Did Lando Norris take a penalty already? I don't even remember. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, I think it was only Ricardo that took it. So maybe Lando Lando is going to be taking an engine penalty as well. Pretty soon, soon yeah. Yeah. Okay. And with that, let's jump into the race weekend. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. 30 years ago, Nikolai. You guys always both look at me like right away when you hit that We're drop. waiting for it. We're waiting for it. Wow. At least, at least you got to try it at least one time. How come time I'm the only one that's ever challenged here? Hmm? How come I'm the only one that's ever challenged you? You're the smartest one. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> if I was smart, I would not be doing it. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, is so. My, is my climate still hiring? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> All right, so qualifying. Um, not really much of note. Uh, it was important to to Mercedes and to Lewis Hamilton to get that pole provisional pole. I, I don't know what you want to call it when when you get the pole position, but then you don't you don't fit you don't start on the pole technically. Position. It's the pole position, right? You got but the you don't pole. get the award for that, though. No, that's the whole thing. So he got the tire. Because that was actually oh, he <laughs> to added to that. his junkyard. Yeah, but uh, Botas joked after qualifying that he should get the tie. He was joking with, with mm-hmm. that. But technically, the person who is on pole is the person that starts MP1 for the race. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it would be. I don't know. It's weird. They need to clarify that. Well, whatever. He finished yeah. qualifying Q3 first. in first place, which was important because plus the 10. Puts him at 11, it minimizes the damage. So if he had finished like third, it would have sucked. He would have been 13th. And he gets free tire tire choice as well. Obviously, that didn't play into the strategy because it was raining. But Right, so it was raining all weekend, something Mm -hmm. that we did not uh, particularly mention. Uh, The other kind of quirky thing of note was in Q1, Daniel Ricciardo just could not get it together. And it happened to play right into their rival of this season, Ferrari's hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do you want to walk me through what happened here? Well, um, as we saw last week with uh, Verstappen, no, not la- well, last race, last race mm-hmm. weekend during um, Sochi. In Sochi, Max Verstappen won. Uh, obviously, was going to take an engine penalty and started on the back of the grid. He just well, went he out for it. one lap. Well, he took the engine penalty, mm-hmm. but he just went out for one lap and qualifying um, just so he can run the car, qualify for the race, and start the race at the back. Saving his engine or anything else quirky happening, an accident or anything happening during qualifying. What Ferrari did this week, obviously they knew they already knew that Carlos Sainz was going to start at the back of the grid, but they wanted to at least knock one car into the bottom five so either Leclerc or or Leclerc can start up at least get one position up if when if he finished in either Q2 or Q3 Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so instead of you know and and it just so worked out that the person that they did happen to knock out was the main rival which was Daniel Ricciardo so, but Daniel Ricciardo basically fell into that trap. So that's basically what they were doing this weekend. They just wanted to make sure they got it. They basically got with signs, quali- you know, going through qualifying in Q3, they knocked somebody out of the top five so they can at least get one position starting the race. And along the lines, help Leclerc with the toe and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it, everything worked out well. Out uh, they, they, it was a, a, an, a whole of weekend strategy for... Uh, <laughs> 
for Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. Other um, interesting notes. So it was Hamilton finished in pole position. Valtteri bought a second. Max third. Charles Leclerc fourth. I'll save that for later, though. <laughs> <laughs> Gasly fifth. Alonso sixth. Is there a name missing here? Because I'm getting to it. Sergio Perez seventh is the final starting position. So we're we're now continuing to talk about this, Mister Sunday, I guess, because he's not Mister Saturday. Sergio Perez just not getting it done in qualifying, and it yeah, we affecting, keep saying that, that he's not a good good qualifier. It just keeps affecting his race day and Red Bull's points haul. Anyway, you think else? it affected it this week? Oh, we'll get to it. Any anything else to mention? Qualifying wise, no. no. I think Alonso's pace was pretty good because he could, you know, he was. Oh, Alonso's running. been killing it. And Mick. Quite, oh, that's, oh right. that's right. Mick yes. Schumacher, Mick Schumacher made, made it, it into Q2. Q2. On merit. Um, finished 14th. And I think that tied his previous uh, highest position. So. He might have been the one that knocked out uh, Ricardo. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Haas. Kids talented, man. Yeah. Uh, I think this is, we'll probably start seeing him show out a little bit more. Obviously, we would it would be better to see him in a better car to see what he can do. Yeah. But, I mean, he definitely has the mental side of it. He seems like a real grounded um, person. And obviously, he has the the backing and the, and the um, I would say the, the, the advice of, the entire Schumacher camp, which obviously is heavily, has a lot of experience in F1, seven-time world champion, that. But obviously, his, um, as we saw in the Schumacher um, documentary, the entire family was involved as far as like um, how, how to handle F1. His wife was always there, so they can give him advice as to how to handle the pressure as he keeps on moving up uh, through the ranks, especially now that he's in F1. So. Um, it'd be it's gonna be good to see his career to see where he can get up to. Obviously, big shoes to fill, seven time world yeah, yeah. champion. So, no, and father, the, but that car is horrible too. Man. Yeah, but he has he definitely has the the mentality, and he's gonna have to start showing results like this in order for him to move up to at least a midfield team, and eventually to a top team. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. So from there, all right. So that was qualifying. The starting grid. It featured, obviously, so I'm going to start at the back here. The starting grid, Daniel Ricardo, all the way in the back, 20th place. Carlos Sainz, 19th. Then you get your typical Nikita Mazepin, Kimi Raikkonen, Tony Giovinazzi, Nicholas Latifi, Mick Schumacher, 13th, George Russell. Did not have a good Saturday. Esteban Ocon, 12th. 11th, Lewis Hamilton. I'm going to skip forward. Charles Leclerc, 3rd. Max Verstappen, 2nd. Valtteri Bottas, 1st. That is the starting order. Race starts. Actually, not even race starts. How about how about uh, Valtteri Bottas and his weekend? And spoiler alert, right? The end of the race featured Valtteri Bottas winning the race. So he had an ex- excellent weekend. Yeah, I mean, uh, the weekend that he should be having, especially when his teammate is starting, you know, ten places behind him because of an engine penalty. So he did everything that he had to do. 
Um, obviously, I think the plan was for Lewis to finish ahead of him, uh, ahead of him in qualifying, anyways. So, but I just looking at qualifying. Mercedes was way faster than Red Bull at any point this weekend. I think it was probably like I would say a half a second faster than than the Red Bull, which is a lot, obviously, in F one. Um. So Mercedes already knowing this, obviously they planned for Hamilton to finish above, above Bottas, but Bottas will come in second, obviously start off the race mm-hmm. to maximize points because remember they're still behind in the and well they're ahead in the constructors. But they want to win the championship for um, Hamilton. For Hamilton, so, um, but he did everything that he had to do. He had, he got off to a good start, led the race, Controlling. you know. Yeah, um, I don't know if was DRS enabled. I don't think I it ever was. No. I don't think it ever was. But either way, he still got up, you know, past the second that he needed, and it just kept the 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 lead kept building. He didn't put a foot wrong the entire weekend. And um, and it showed, man. And he won the race. Well-deserved victory. His first win since Sochi last year. I mean, it only makes sense. You know what day it was, right? World Porridge Day, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so it makes complete sense that he won. Yeah. It's another example of once the car, once that Mercedes car is out in front. Yeah. They're not going to no, catch it. Yeah. Granted, like Yancey said, the... Um, but it's also, I'm sorry, but it's also a track that suits the Mercedes. Yeah, the Red Bull just could not keep up. I think mm-hmm. that I think that Mercedes was running uh, a high downforce whereas Red Bull was running a low downforce too, mm-hmm. which if you think about it, right? What do you want when you have rain and potentially slick conditions? You want more downforce, you want yep. more grip. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if during those practices or qualifying if if max was just guarding and just trying not to wreck the car or just being extra careful but he wasn't squeezing the juice out of it it wasn't even getting close timing wise to the mercedes car yeah and it was like that the entire weekend it wasn't even close so by the way um, mercedes is leading the constructor by 36 points there you go still very close mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so far grabs though mm-hmm. so max was second obviously um but we we talked about this last week, and now again, we have to like address it because because the Mercedes car was so much faster this weekend. Is it just a track feature, or are we back on? We don't know who the what the better car is, and we don't know where this is gonna shake out as far as the drivers' championship to end the year. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? We don't know where how it's gonna shake out, but we do know. And I'll tell and I'll tell you why later. Which car, you know, we know which car is better at what track. Obviously, when you have a highly technical track with slow corners, the Red Bull is going to be favored. Mm-hmm. They'll be close, but they're going to be favored, especially going through the corners. But when you have a high, like you know, medium to high speed corners, long straights, as we have here in Turkey, the Mercedes is going to be favored. So, um. But there was a spot in the race we'll talk about later where it's like a microcosm of how where these cars are 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 quick, um, and what suits them better. And, and this is why I asked the question last week: What, how many tracks suit? How many tracks that are left on the calendar suit? Do they the tracks that are left on the calendar? Do they suit the Mercedes better or the Red Bull better? 
And ultimately, I think, obviously, the reliability is going to count into it, but how these cars perform on the tracks that they're as strong as is going to decide the championship. Meaning on the track, how the car performs, where the track that you're favorite at. Either where you're favorite at, yeah. But, I mean, ultimately, the pace of the cars, mm -hmm. race pace at least, it's very close. No, yeah, they're, I think it's yeah. still up for grabs but, on that. You know, they, but they have to perform. They pull out in some, se in some yeah. sectors and then they come back in other sectors. So it's very close. The cars are evenly matched. Oh man, I'm so excited for the, I'm so excited and nervous for the rest of the season. Yes, mm -hmm. that's the that's a perfect way to land. Yeah, it. I think Valtteri Bottas is down like 85 points on the leader right now, Max. Mm -hmm. Hamilton is down six points. There's 156. The maximum amount of points you could get from today going forward is 156. 25 point race win, one point fastest lap times six. Right. This could very well go down to the end. And there's still a chance for Valtteri Bottas to win. So yeah. that's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's still a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. So you're saying nah, there's the, a chance. The, yeah. Just when I thought, what? <laughs> what is it? Just, Just when, when I, thought I, I thought, thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So that's really not much not much more to really talk about with Max and Valtteri. They just kind of went off into the distance, had their own race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, it's your time to shine. Skull, baby. He's a wolf for me, but <laughs> I like to say I told you so. Yeah. And I did predict did, it did last predict week. It. You did predict it. That with the new with the new upgrades that Ferrari brought to Charles Leclerc's engine last week, we didn't see the true pace of it in Sochi, mm -hmm. but we did see it this weekend. And the Ferraris, both Ferraris, Leclerc and Sainz, were running very well all throughout practice, and they ran well in qualifying. Obviously, they had their own strategy in qualifying with Sainz because he was going to start at the back of the grid. But during the race, my man Charlie was actually had the lead at one point. Thought he could maybe, we thought at one point maybe he could win this race, which was what made this, honestly, this race wasn't the best race, but it wasn't the worst race because there was a lot of tension. There was a lot of, what's going to happen? Who's going to pit? Who's going to win the race? We didn't know who's going to win the race until the last few laps of the race. Which is exactly which is what we wanted. At a certain point, it felt like it's a, it was like a waiting game. Okay, we're waiting. Who's gonna take we're waiting? Wait, right, wait. exactly. So, but either way, my man Charlie had a great weekend, and he was, came this close to finishing on the podium. But obviously, it was the faster cars that finished ahead of him, anyways. Mm -hmm. So to get fourth was phenomenal. Good for him. And and how about science? At the beginning well, of that, that race, bro. He actually showed that this weekend. My man was the only one. Taking the risks. Taking the risks. Getting these overtakes done with precision. Moving up the field. That first half of the race, he was putting on a master class. Starting yes. last. Getting, I think he got up to like what? Seventh or eighth. Um, and what killed him, honestly, was the pit stop. He made it all the way up to eighth. And then he finished eighth. Yeah. But uh, the, he could have finished at least one or two positions higher Jeez. if they hadn't messed up that pit stop. It was the eight-second pit stop. Eight seconds. I would love to see that. Yeah. I haven't seen the video for the pit stop. Yeah. yeah. The, but either way, a phenomenal weekend for Ferrari. A good omen, especially with the tracks that are remaining. It's going to be very competitive between them and McLaren. And it seems like the Ferraris with that new upgrade 
engine upgrade. Seems like they're they've clawed back a little bit in that power, so maybe they'll be better along the straights. I'm excited about this one. The finesse. Engine. Yes, <laughs> I am excited about this one. There's a seven and a half point difference between McLaren and Ferrari in the constructors' championship. Yep. And I think there's only a half point difference between Leclerc and Sainz in their in their battle in the in the individual in the, battle. That is exactly right. Holy crap! Yes. <laughs> so either way, the next six races, there's a lot to decide here to shift around, and it's gonna be it's a amazing. But I I love what Ferrari's doing. The teamwork is great. The you know the energy feels like the great. energy feels different on that team. It seems like they're cooperating more. There's no infighting. They're just you know they're putting their head down and they're going forward and they're trying to get that third place. Um, yeah, this is gonna be good. I like what um what Carlos Sainz said at like at the end of the you know the post race interviews whatever he said. If better would have turned a little earlier, I don't think I would be here talking right now because I would just getting destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's how much finessing, how much well, risk he was taking. What Ruben's referring to is during mm-hmm. his climb up the field, he I forget what turn it was, but he went to make the overtake on the inside line of Vettel on a left hand turn. Mm-hmm. Vettel almost turned right into him. I don't know if you saw him or not, or like if if Carlos Sainz just couldn't make the turn and he had to go further out. But it was very hairy for a little bit. There's there. something that that uh, and. Uh, and I watched uh, Peter Windsor, who's an F1 journalist on YouTube. and But he's very good at analyzing the driving styles of drivers. And one thing that we do notice, and I think we've noticed this with Vettel, Vettel sometimes tends to cut in early. Mm-hmm. The way he takes the turn is not more of like a curve, like a usual curve going into the apex. He does like a V style. So he turns in, breaks late, goes in deeper to the corner, and then turns in almost like a V and hits the apex. That's probably what happened. He was, uh, you know, obviously Carlos Sainz went onto the inside. Maybe uh, Sebastian Vettel, you know, went in early. That's his driving style. He's not doing anything wrong. And that's probably why they almost came together. So, but either way, it was a very good overtake. It was clean racing. It was nothing malicious there. No, no. He just said that, but, he, um, that you know, he said that most of the overtakes were all hairy moments. You know, like, yeah, obviously. But that uh, one was the one that was like, yeah. And then really the what hit. you have to take into account is that obviously it was damp the whole race. It yeah, was yeah, raining. The the, there was no dry line because that track, unfortunately, the way it seems, obviously, the last two years, it doesn't drain very well, doesn't dry very well. So it's going to stay damp for. <laughs> A lot of the, a lot of the, if it's raining, it's gonna stay damp. So you're not gonna get a dry line, and so even if you do, if you're on the dry line, you go outside, it's probably even wetter because obviously there's no one, there's no cars going through there. So anytime you go either on the inside or the outside, it's gonna be hairy, it's gonna be slippery because you're on intermediate tires or what they call now slick intermediate tires. When this happens, it it gets, yeah, it gets, it gets, you get gets scary if you're gonna do an overtake. That's why you didn't see many overtakes. But it was it was an interesting race. Except for the driver of the day. Yeah, man. No, you know, Carlos. Yeah, man. Chile Chile did his thing this race. Yep. Which is great. It's yeah, it's unbelievable how he has gone. Yo, I was just thinking, man, there's this has been the year of rain, right? What if we get rain in Abu Dhabi? Like that'd be crazy. <laughs> That'll be insane. In, in Qatar, yeah, we'll get rain. But it's Saudi always Arabia. it's always made the races interesting as it usually does. The only one was Spa. Where it was just way too much rain. Yeah. But it and anytime you get a little bit of rain, like Sochi was us, usually a boring race, and it made that race super interesting just because it rained. Yes. So 
So throwing out something a little bit there, <laughs> a little bit of chaos. We got a lot of fun, babe. The Doppler Raider. <laughs> yeah. Let's get to the main event here. Also, having to charge up the field is your boy Lewis Hamilton started 11th. Started 11th, had to um, muscle his way past one Yuki Tsunoda, who said that he enjoyed his battle and wanted to keep him be- keep Hamilton behind him so that uh, Max would have an advantage. Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That, yeah. Teamwork, baby. Yes, sir. Then, um, really of note, there's there's two things of note for Hamilton's race. Number one is that amazing battle with Sergio Perez, lap 35, where I thought Perez was toast. I thought that Hamilton was going to take him. It wasn't going to be an issue, and that was going to be that. But we saw um, Sergio Perez dial up the AWS overtake difficulty a little bit. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> he started sounding like, what the Amazon thing, whatever, for the difficulty. No, but like, it was about side by side for and back and forth. half a lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, back and forth the whole time. Uh, at one point, Lewis Hamilton pushed him so far out, he had to go almost across the pit straight. And back, no, not the pit street. The bottom. The pit entrance. The pit entrance, yeah. And then back across into the track. He didn't get penalized for it because he legitimately got pushed out. But it was uh, a thing of beauty to kind of really witness that. That's true wheel-to-wheel racing. What are you going to say? No, he didn't get penalized for that because supposedly in this track, there's like different rules according to the track. So in Mm -hmm. this track, unless you're committed to going into the pits and then change your mind, that's when you'll get a penalty on this track. But since they were just battling and he clearly obviously got pushed out. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They didn't do it. That's exactly well, what was exactly exactly this track thing. No, that's what I was they were saying on the post-race that it goes, I guess, track by track the way it's being decided. Yeah, because it depends where the pit entry is. Yes. Obviously, the, the pit entry for Turkey, for this track, is literally right before that last corner going onto the main street. So the way that, while they were making that corner, obviously, Lewis was trying to push him onto the inside. Uh, so he could get a better run on the straight. The Ballard was there, so he avoided the Ballard, but came on, came on, came back on. Yeah, but it was super smooth the way they were both doing it. Right? Yeah, but this is the this is what I was talking about earlier. This is this that battle is a microcosm of where each of those cars are, where their strengths are. So if you notice, go just go out, um, and it was it was a. Uh, who was it who was trying to overtake? It was uh, Hamilton, Hamilton was trying, was trying to overtake. To overtake Paris. Yeah. If you notice, as they go through the corners, Paris is gaining on Hamilton. Yep. As they go through the straights, that's where Hamilton pulls up alongside him. But once they get back into the corners, you can see the high down, yeah. downforce of that Red Bull coming to work. Obviously, he, he was breaking. It was masterful because they were breaking at the same time. But you can see the Red Bull gaining on that Mercedes next right next to mm-hmm. each other through what as they're going through the corners. So there you see the strengths of those cars. That's a microcosm of this season and how it's gonna play out. The overtake was nice, by the way. No, it was know, beautiful. The, Which the back one? and forth. No, no, I'm not talking about the back and forth thing. Yeah, the back the, and the forth. The whole back was, and forth it was super. Yeah, but eventually nice Paris ran out because obviously they go onto the main straight once they get to the corner. Paris can break later because he has higher downforce and he has the grip of the tires because his tires were newer. So he was able to retake. He shows also that 
Paris is getting more and more acquainted with that car as well. Because if you don't trust the car, you're not going to take those kind of risks. Yes. And obviously, I remember we were in the wets or, you know, dam or whatever you want to call it. But mm-hmm. So the data light. But that, I mean, that that piece right there will tell you we're where the Red Bull is stronger and where the Mercedes is stronger. Where they stand. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that Hamilton was even willing to do that. Considering this is my championship rival's teammate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be easy for Horner to be on the on the radio like, don't be too careful. Like right. if if somebody gets a puncture here, I don't really care. Right? Like mm-hmm. it, it was just interesting that he would just want to do that. I don't know. I would have backed out of it, me personally. If so that's what Hamilton? that's what actually what I liked about it that neither one if I was Lewis Hamilton, I would have backed out of it. Neither one gave up on it. Because I think that's a lot, a lot of times what happens. Like uh, you know, not when when the two with the Rebel Mercedes are together, but when they're in under on the midst of a of a, a battle with a slower car, mm-hmm. except except Alonso, whatever. I mean, Alonso doesn't give it up, but <laughs> no, most yeah, people yeah. just give it up. Hey, get, get out of here, you know, get out of my face. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I also think that I mean the reason why Hamilton didn't give up obviously is track position. If you can get ahead of them at that point, it's very tough to over it was it was very tough to overtake on the track. It was again, we didn't have get, we didn't get many overtakes. The only one that was really overtaking a lot was Carlos Sainz at the beginning of the race. So, obviously track track position is is key uh during this race. It's raining. You're not going to get a lot of overtakes. And also, it gives them one more position where you can gain more points in the championship to Max, which is currently running in second. So, I'm not mad that he went for it. No, You're not mad that Hamilton went Hamilton for it? Hamilton went for it, yeah. The other issue with Hamilton's race was towards the end of the race um, where the team called him in to pit. I don't, how do I want to say this? Because I want to make sure I don't mess this up. From, from what we understand post-race, Hamilton wanted to see if he could extend the first stint so that the track could dry and he could just go on to, on to slicks. Uh, that never happened. And what ended up happening was that once he pitted, which was lap 50, he didn't have enough time to reactivate the t- tires because the track was damp, it was cooler. Uh, he ended up costing himself speed, not being able to catch Charles Leclerc. Right call, wrong call on Mercedes or Hamilton's part. So Hamilton wanted to stay out. Mercedes was saying to bring him in. Yeah. Um. The thing with obviously this race, I think, I think the strategy was obviously to to run the the intermediates as much as you can, uh, wait for the dry line, and then go on to slicks. Um. Obviously that dry line didn't didn't come up till like the very end of the race because the track wasn't drying out as fast as they thought it would. Um, one thing, you know, before you start the discussion, and it's something that Jensen Button, by the way, Jensen Button, Button? yeah, yes, the commentary. When when you bring on X F one drivers who have obviously run in this era, the hybrid, or maybe a little bit before, they'll give you an insight that nobody else, yeah, would give you. And the and one he, insight he didn't Alonzo see in Monaco, right? Listen, that's that's an accomplishment <laughs> that unto was, itself. That was crazy. I mean, I'm a pee on Alonzo see. <laughs> but one thing that he mentioned, and this was at the very beginning of the race, and and he mentioned it, and it was something that came into play at the very end of the race, 
was that the intermediate tires, obviously, when you put them on, they're going to have a lot of grip at first. Mm -hmm. But these tires tend to heat up quickly. So if you don't have enough rain or dampness on the track where you can cool the temperatures down, what they start doing is going through a graining phase. And obviously when a tire is graining, it's slippery because you don't have even rubber. Eventually what happens is you run the tire, they turn in what they, what they call a slick intermediate, which if you see the tires, you have a bald spot, then you have the tread on the side. You have to work into that. Once you work that tread down and get to the slick part of the tire, then you're going to have more grip, which is exactly what was happening. That's why there was such a hesitation to pit and go onto other intermediate tires into another set of intermediate tires, even though you could, because you knew that, yeah, you'll be fast at first because Ricardo actually tried this. He yeah, pitted he early. Super early. Yeah. He pitted early. He was putting in some decent times. The tire started graining. He started falling back. And then he started getting his times back because he worked through that graining. Yep. And every single driver went through that. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what was happening in this case. So. I don't know. I think. Um... But now you get to the conundrum. Do we pit or do we don't? And I think that's where, that's where the question came from. Wells. That's what, yeah, that's where the, the 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 question came in from. Wells. I mean, to me, um, based on what Mercedes was saying and then what they said after the race, he would have lost more position had he not pitted. So, I, and also, I don't know. The only person to do, well, the only driver to do a no stop basically was Esteban Ocon, and I don't know if you saw his tire at the end of the race. They were, they were gone. You and know? he said that he said that he said a couple of more turns. Probably would have had a, you know, he would have had a blowout. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, so compared, pretty much compared, the the Alpine and the way maybe Ocon was driving to Hamilton, he's already losing time. He's gonna be in a hurry, mm-hmm. so he would have had a blowout. Yeah, because he probably would have degraded the tires. Well, Ocon said that if he would have went one more lap, he would have had a yeah. blowout. Mm-hmm. So and then what? Uh, Andrew Shovlin, which is a Mercedes, the, he's the the lead. I forget his exact term, but he's the guy that does the YouTube videos. Yeah. Gotcha. So here's an exact quote. When Paris brought his intermediate tires into the window, because Paris had had already Lewis Lewis Hamilton was on still on his on his first intermediate tire. Mm-hmm. Paris pitted lap thirty seven. Lap thirty seven. So once he got him into that phase where obviously he ran them, went through the graining. Um the exact quote was Paris brought brought his intermediates into the window and went through the graining phase. We were losing, meaning Hamilton was losing 1.5 or two seconds per lap. So it was clear that they were going, we were going to lose that position also, and probably also to Leclerc and also Gasly. So they could have dropped, you know, to sixth. To sixth instead of fifth. So obviously you want to maximize the points. And and but you also don't want a tire blowout because then you're not you gonna finish the race <laughs> and you get no points. So ultimately, I think it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously, that's hindsight. But the team did have the hindsight. And just like they wanted him to race in Sochi, they also saved him from himself because he didn't want to come in. So the team is important because obviously they see more things than the driver does. Yeah. I think he has to trust the team a little more. Than uh. Because... 
obviously he has the feeling of the car. He knows how the car is feel and stuff like that. And he sees that it's drying up. But they had the numbers from Bottas spitting on lap 37. Mm-hmm. You know, so they knew the laps that they needed for the, the tires to activate and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Why wait so late? Obviously, you're going off for Hamilton. So, like, oh, I'm good. The I'm reason gonna... why they, they waited so late was because Hamilton didn't want to come in. They were telling him to come in. He no, they did. no, when they first started to come in, he he refused. He said, okay, we're going to go two more laps to see how it goes. And that's when they said, no. But we already like left yeah, but they told them. Yeah, but they said, come in now because if not, you know, obviously, I'm pretty sure they explained to it after. Yeah, of course. No, and, everything led to that. And we obviously, we'll everything later, is we'll hindsight because also, I mean, he, he was upset when he saw the tread after the race. He saw that he could have still raced. What, what we also have to, to realize, too, is just like Perez, and uh, just like Perez, Hamilton is just as good at saving tires as Perez is. And we think t- Perez is misses traction control. Mm-hmm. But Hamilton is pretty good at that. So maybe he felt that he can do it. But obviously, if you're the team... You know, outside looking in, and they have more information than Lewis. Um, you're trying to. Sometimes you have to save the driver for himself because obviously the driver wants to. Go That's for what I mean. Like they should, so I rather, you know, I rather be what was it, six points down in the championship than being, you know, what 18, Eight. 18, 20 18. points down. So, um, I, ultimately, I think it was the right decision. Uh, and you know, the battle still continues, and you don't have that big of a gap to to overcome because obviously, if you get an eighteen point gap. You're going to need six or seven races if there's no DNF to get those points back. And it's we have six races left. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you can't be on the radio. Lewis, your your lap times are much slower than Gasly, Leclerc, and Perez. Like, you have to just be like, you got to come in. And he has to trust. Yeah. Because there's really no time to be explaining it on the radio anyway. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, say it clearly. If we don't come in, we're going to lose out. I don't think that. Yeah, that's not going to go. That's happened, especially when you do it when you're talking to an F one. No, I know, but yeah. what I'm saying is because he he saw what happened last weekend. That's right. Why, why, you know, like he mm-hmm. should they should have built off of that from that. Mm-hmm. What happened? Yeah. I mean, not last weekend, last race. Yeah. In Sochi, he didn't want to come in. They went with it. Okay, so stay. Oh, now I gotta come in. Oh, now you gotta come in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta save the driver for himself. Yes. So, I mean, I think that's what they did. I think ultimately it was the right call. Like we said. They were looking at Ocon. Mm-hmm. Ocon was the only other driver that was trying. Well, Ocon and Leclerc were the only other drivers yes. that were trying to stay out, stay out um, on those same intermediates. But they for example, Leclerc ultimately they couldn't do it. It was going to go. Leclerc at that point he was he was leading the race. So yeah. At that point, would you take the chance of Leclerc? Maybe. Uh, yeah, if you're Ferrari, yeah. But now that you're not locked in a drivers championship duel, that's the thing. Yeah, too. but you're driving. You're, yeah, you're locked in a in a in a team battle now between McLaren, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and obviously McLaren has a race, has a one two already in the bag. So they're right. just they're trying to they're trying to claw that back. You got points yeah. would be huge. you can't. Yeah, you can't. Um, no, something like it seems more reasonable for Leclerc to actually take the chance than to do it with Hamilton. Yeah, but you still still don't want to lose the points because if no, you no, the tire it, blow, it happen, you yeah, get yeah. nothing. So you rather take the fourth. Obviously, they weren't expecting to get a podium. The podium is just a is just a bonus, but you rather take the points than get no points at all. That's the gamble that I think uh, Aston Martin took with better. Yeah, and ultimately, <laughs> and ultimately, you get a double points finish. If you're Ferrari, you get a double double points finish as compared to only Lando finishing in the points yep. and Ricardo didn't. All right, so I'm gonna just run down the um, I guess the race result order. Bottas first, Max Verstappen second, Sergio Perez third. So Perez was able to climb. With his automatic traction control at the end of the race, he was able to climb, stay in third after that epic battle with Hamilton. 
Starting seventh. A starting seventh. A dream scenario, finally, for uh, Christian Horner and Red Bull and Sergio Perez. Especially Reed. Charles Leclerc, uh, fourth. Lewis Hamilton, fifth. So, Boras, 26 points this weekend. Mm-hmm. Hamilton, 10, 36. Verstappen, 18. Sergio Perez, 15, 33. So, even the 2-3 does not overcome the first and the fifth. So right. that's how powerful that first and the fastest lap is. Mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly sixth. Your boy. Pierre Go Gasly ahead. on lap one. He was driving his race. Yes. Then we have a wild Fernando Alonso appearing, crashing into him and spinning. <laughs> that was after the first lap, it was that, that is the first lap. That is the first lap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, because Fernando caused shoe markers. I think. That's why you're later on. Okay, sorry. So Fernando Alonso spins. Pierre Gasly gets a five-second penalty. I want to make sure I, I, I get this straight. Gets a five-second penalty for a lap one incident in which he touches another car on lap one during a raining damp race where he had nowhere to go to where he had nowhere to go so I'm gonna give this information Valtteri Bottas finished 131.04 right Pierre Gasly was plus 44 seconds Lewis Hamilton was plus 41 seconds so he one second Charles Leclerc was plus 37 seconds so that's a bigger gap that's 7 seconds but there it's believable to say that Pierre Gasly would have finished fourth had that penalty not fucking happened. Excuse my French. I'm so upset. I think the penalty was justified. What? Damn, I want to get a better reaction. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't, man. I mean, it, first lap, he's sandwiched in between two cars. I think he said it well. In a damp track where you can get, you can get, you can oversteer or understeer very easily. I don't, and I, and honestly, he didn't turn into him or anything like that. And he um, wouldn't, have, if it wasn't a damn track, Alonso wouldn't have spun. Yeah. So, I mean. Like, what are we doing here? Your beef with the stewards continue. Yeah. Um, this is a place where maybe they tried to apply the consistency from the last couple of races where an incident happened in lap one during the rain and penalties were handed out. But this doesn't make sense. But this doesn't this go against the whole let them race? Yes. I mean, what? It, because honestly, we were happy when they say let them race, fine. But now you're you're, put, you're coming up with penalties where they're not letting them race. And it's like, ah, where you at, bro? Where's the consistency again? Especially lap one. Uh, I don't know. And there was no space. I think they do need I to think start the, moving. Well, who was the other car that was in the, in, the, in the three? I don't know. So... They were talking about that earlier in the in the post race, where the space that was there between Gasly and the other car, it was like a I think I think it was Sergio Perez by the way, the other car. So they were saying that the space that it was a, it, a been, yeah. it was a feasible space because we're in a damn track, so if where you have a little bit of space just in case that that car either spins a little or you know or has a, a, a small tweak. But the one the side with Alonso, <laughs> I don't know. Alonso seems aggressive lately. In the in the like on the track and 
in news conferences. He's having fun. He's doing his thing. Yeah. I think he's just having fun. So Pierre Gasly was six. Lando Norris, seven. Better luck next time, McLaren. Uh, Carlos signs eight after that uh, driver of the day. Lance Stroll, ninth. He was pole position here last week, last year, by the way. Uh, he's not yeah, in the rain, too. He's having an okay season. He, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess. He's, he's finishing the points again this race? He's 13th. Yeah. Well behind Sebastian Vettel. Well behind Ocon and Alonso. I don't know. Like It's still better than, I mean, he's still better than Yuki Sonoda. George yeah, Russell, but I mean, listen, I think he's having a decent season. And he's if you compare bad. Yuki to what Gasly's come doing, come on, bro, we've I, no, I'm saying he's had worse teammates. seasons than this, of course. Yeah, yeah. so he's I mean, also had better seasons than this. So, so I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in him. And then I had um, high hopes for him. Esteban Ocon runs at the top ten. Uh, there was a little bit of controversy there between the Alfa Romeo teammates, where Giovinazzi ignored. Team orders to let Kimi pass. That could have been a potential point right there, but didn't happen. Anything uh, else? Giovinazzi's just trying to keep his place in F1, man. You yeah. think he can do that by defying team orders, though? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely <laughs> not. Hmm. Guys, anything else of mention for this race? Or anything else to mention for this race? Daniel Ricciardo, 13th, whatever. Start at the back of the grid about it. Fernando Alonso after that first lap incident just kind of got stuck. Let's go over the standings. Yeah. I was in the post-race interview when they were going to interview Ocon. Ocon took a pause to say, hey, uh, you know, Alex Albon, congratulations for coming back. I, I was in your position. I know how you feel. I'm glad you're back on the on the grid and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's weird. That was cool. Yeah, that was during the F1, the F1 the post -race, post game. Yeah. So, all right. Drivers' championship standings. Max Verstappen, first place, 262.5. Lewis Hamilton, second place, 256.5. So that's really kind of the race that matters. Valtteri Bottas creeping up. No, not really. 177. He's just kind of, <laughs> he's just going to stay in third place. Lando Norris, 145. Sergio Perez, even after that podium, still 10 points down on Lando Norris. Who, who wins that? Who wins? I think Lando Norris. Yeah. You think he's, he stays above? I Paris? think he stays fourth. Crazy to even say that, right? He's been in third. <laughs> this is like one of the few times he hasn't finished in the top five. Yeah. Carlos signs 116.5. Charles Leclerc 116. Talked about that earlier. Danny Ricardo 95 points. Kind of a disappointing, considering what Carlos signs is doing, kind of a disappointing year. Yeah. Pierre Gasly 74. Kind of, dude. And, you know, we talked about Gasly earlier. That's. Gasly's just been like. Trying to pull this team along, yeah. it's it's and honestly, I think he should be higher in the standings. It's disappointing what, yeah. what's because been the car is not bad. He's in Q three consistently, mm -hmm. running in the top five, top six. The fact that he's ninth is disappointing, and I think the teams let him down. Yep, it's almost also like a couple of incidents too have not happened. But Monza didn't go well for him. Mm -hmm. This race well, with that and, penalty. And, uh, and I think, was it Imola too, where, where they put him on the wrong strategy? Yes. So, I mean, again, it's, yeah, the team has let him down. I think he's driving better than, than what it shows. Uh, ninth, I think, is too low for him, the way he's been driving this season. But is the, is the team ready for how he's performing? That's another thing, too. What do you mean by that? 
Meaning, was the team prepared to have a driver excel that way? I don't yeah, think so. He, he, I don't think they were drove prepared pretty to have well such a year. good car. Exactly. That's what it's doing. Or for him to adapt to the car. Well, in that, in that. it's not being, you know what? It's just inexperience. I don't think it's prepared. I mean, obviously, you know they're trying their best. But it's inexperience. It's, you know, when I think this is probably the best car they've had ever in their history. They came in so hot at yeah. the start of the season. It was and, crazy. and the car is quick because it's not, you know, it can make Q3. Sonoda can mm -hmm. make Q3, Q3 if he's not spinning. Yes. Easily. You know, because I think that car is even faster than the Alpine. And it's definitely faster than the Aston Martin. But, um, but yeah, man. I mean, they've underperformed this season so far. Fernando, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, and then they're, and like you said before, they're letting Gasly down. Fernando Alonso, 58. Esteban Ocon, 46. Not bad. No, no, I mean that team is overperforming. Not bad at all. Yeah, considering then, where they're at, where they were at at the beginning of the season, they're doing pretty well. Then the rest of them, I don't know. You're gonna justify their names here. <laughs> Mercedes constructors four thirty three and a half uh, points. Red Bull is down to three ninety seven and a half. This one may just be academic at this point. Um, I don't. Think, I don't, you don't see think Red Bull. I thought Sergio was going to, you know, beat the brakes off of Boras, but it's just not happening. Because, you know, Boras is a decent driver. A decent wins qualifier. wins races when, when his teammate is not ahead, and he qualifies better than Perez. McLaren, he does do that. McLaren 240, Ferrari 232 and a half. Seven and a half point difference there between them. That's still up for grabs too, then. Yeah, absolutely. Alpine 104, AlphaTauri 92. So imagine... So we're, we have if a Sonora was doing something. If Sonora, Gasly has 74 of those points. Yep. Yeah, but we, I mean, listen, this is still shaping up to a battle for first, battle for third, battle for fifth. Unfortunately, Aston Martin has fell off of that battle for with uh, Alpine yeah. and and, uh, and Alpha Tori, but I mean, it's still only, you know, uh, 12 points. Yeah. So, I mean, it's midfield, but 12 points is still... If you go back and forth, six races left, there's still a battle there for fifth. So, man, Williams, bro, got that that lock on that eighth place. <laughs> they got that lock down at them 23 points. Anything else to mention, boys, before we wrap this thing up? I don't know. USA. Mm. Next, next, uh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun for us. There's a lot of rumors. Are going around that we're going to have another American team on the grid. That'll be hot. Um, Ruben's finally stepping up and setting up his own know, team. Yeah, man. Ruben yeah. Who's going to be your engine supplier, Ruben? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Jerome okay. Ave and yeah. get, get you a couple of engines. He's going to go to, he's gonna, he's gonna go to Holmes Point and get a couple of engines. <laughs> oh, man. But we'll have a full race preview next week. Um, yeah, man, this is going to be good. Uh, who do you, well, we'll talk about that next, next season. Okay. Who does this track favor? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I like the way he said that. Also on YouTube. Hello, everybody. At Jump to Start F1 on Twitter, at Jump to Start F1 on Instagram. Please, uh, give us a follow. Drop in, say hi. Uh, Interact with us, smash the like button, subscribe button, okay. leave a leave a review on the podcast platforms, etc. And uh, on that note, 
next week. U.S. Grand Prix preview, as Yancey mentioned. See you guys later. Peace. Peace.